This is Matt Connickson. I'm a sales agronomist with CHX Ag Services in Oakley, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network, Thursday, February the 1st. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear reports from Tyler Donaldson, Don Wick, and Whitney Pittman. Cattle numbers are at, at levels not seen since 1951. According to USDA's semi-annual cattle inventory report, there were 87.2 million head of cattle and calves on hand as of January 1st. That's down 2% from last year, but in line with trade expectations. Cattle inventory down 4.6% in North Dakota, down 1.4% in South Dakota, and down just under 1% in Minnesota. USDA livestock analyst Shale Shagum says the report indicates cattle numbers will continue to decline. We're beginning the year about 2% below a year ago with producers retaining fewer heifers for a beef cow replacement. We're also looking at tighter supplies of cattle which are going to be available for uh, placement on feed during 2024. The general takeaway from this report would be that the contraction is, is continuing and currently looks like it will be continuing through 2024. The clear indication is that beef producers are not rebuilding their herds. If we look at the number of heifers which are being retained for beef cow replacement, they were just under 4.9 million heads, which was down about 1%. We also had an indication of the number of heifers which were not being kept for addition to the herd, and that was just under 9.6 million head, down 2% below a year ago. Thousands of cattle producers are in Orlando for the annual Cattle Industry Convention and Trade Show. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick is there and has this update. Randy, electronic identification is one of the most contentious issues facing cattle producers, and it will be heard today at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association policy meeting. Traceability is necessary to respond to a foreign animal disease on a timely basis. That is offset, though, by concerns about cost and privacy. North Dakota Stockman's Association President Jason Leeseth will be at today's meeting. Uh, at least according to how much my phone has been ringing since we, we left home, uh, that definitely is the hot-button issue. And um, unfortunately, there's been a fair amount of, of misinformation, um, panic, if you will, across the countryside on, on what the intent uh, of the electronic animal identification program is. Um, North Dakota Stockman's Association, of course, we've got uh, uh, policy on our books that we want to uh, we uh, want a voluntary electronic identification system. We want to incorporate uh, the use of brands and, and, and maintain those as recognition for traceback and, and things like that. Lee Seth said traceback is critical in light of the threat of foot and mouth disease and similar animal health concerns, but this is a complex issue. There's some want to move really fast on that topic, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, it, we got a lot of cows in this country, and to start tracking everything in a short uh, 12 to 24-month period is probably not very realistic. Um, our policy uh, would not allow us to support that at this time, uh, and that's the way we'll proceed down here. So um, we'll see what shakes out at the meeting. Other issues up for debate in the policy meetings today include international trade and regulatory pressures. Our coverage of CattleCon 24 made possible by the North Dakota Beef Commission, Minnesota Beef Council, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, and the North Dakota Stockmen's Association. Reporting from Orlando, 
I'm Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. As expected, the Federal Reserve made no interest rate changes at its monthly meeting, but it did indicate that it could make fewer cuts in 2024. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson. did say they left rates alone, which was widely anticipated, but they said in their commentary, early commentary, that they are in no hurry to lower rates until they make sure you know inflation is down and down for a while. So uh, we got the stock market a little bit lower on that. Uh, dollar a little bit stronger. Uh, crude oil is down a couple bucks a barrel. As of today, most states are beginning to set their crop insurance base prices. The spring reference prices are determined by averaging the daily closing price of December corn, November soybeans, and September spring wheat contracts through February. These numbers are combined with the farm's actual production history to determine revenue levels when establishing crop insurance guarantees. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network, giving producers more tools to make decisions that impact their bottom line and the environment was the purpose of the University of Minnesota Extension's Nitrogen College yesterday at Monoman. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. University of Minnesota Extension soil scientist Dan Kaiser says making predictions is difficult when it comes to nitrogen application. You know, it'd be nice if you could go out to every field that's out there and look at every situation and say, uh, you know, you need X amount of nitrogen. Really, right now, what we're looking at is what tools that we have to help us maybe make some of those decisions. I think the majority of the people here in the northwest part of the state are really used to looking at uh, some of the tools like the residual nitrate test to try to help them make decisions that areas where they might need less nitrogen. But um, nothing's perfect, and um, that's one of the issues with dealing with um, something like nitrogen when the majority of it tends to accumulate in our soils in the nitrate form is that um, you know that prediction of from that beginning to that end point is pretty difficult. Kaiser hopes growers can take the information and evaluate past performance to help guide future decisions. I mean we're really not here to tell growers what to do but we're just kind of laying out some of the options that are there and um, what the research is telling us right now um, to try to make help them make some of their own decisions so I mean, ultimately, that's kind of the, the key is that um, most of these growers, they know their ground. Their ground isn't the same as some of their neighbors. So, you know, and some of their practices aren't the same. So looking at, you know, trying to identify some areas, maybe you can make some improvements. But, you know, looking at kind of what the data tells us, and that's really, really what we're here for with, in my position is to really look at trying to get the information out to growers to see how they can evaluate what they're doing. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Mentor Minnesota farmer John Swanson says attending the Nitrogen College gave him ideas for his farm. Well, there's a lot to unpack. And uh, I think one of the things that was interesting to me was that we should maybe applying zero rate on small quantities of acres. And that may have a better response to knowing how much we should put on than most other things. Swanson also says uh, serves on the Minnesota Corn Growers Association Board of Directors. Minnesota Corn sponsors that nitrogen college. Well, we think it's important to be proactive on looking at nitrogen and nitrogen needs and uses. Uh, there's some challenges in the southeastern part of the, the Minnesota currently, and we've funded quite a few projects through the University of Minnesota looking at nitrogen the quantities needed 
and what gets the best economic response, uh, timing, quantities, application rates. And another nitrogen college will take place uh, Monday and Tuesday next week at uh, Jackpot Junction at Morton, Minnesota. Mandan rancher Mary Grainer has been re-elected to the Cattlemen's Beef Board Executive Committee. Grainer says the beef checkoff has a unique role in promoting beef. Well, what we really need to do, it not only just build demand, but uh, talk more about the safety of beef, because right now we're being attacked by outside forces, animal activists who just want to eliminate all animal agriculture, whether that's beef, chicken, pork, all of it. So we got to kind of um, rally together, rally the forces and talk about how safe beef is. And not only is it safe, but it's also healthy for us. You Grainer encourages others to get involved in the beef checkoff program. You know, you can sit around and complain about things. Unless you step up and do something about it, nothing gets done. And so they're always looking for fresh ideas, which is really great about CBB. They always want new blood, fresh ideas, because otherwise nothing changes. And so by not stepping up, you have nothing to complain about. Either you, you it, it's like the ripple effect. You just throw one pebble in that, in that quiet, still lake, and it ripples out. And so if one strong person can have that ripple effect, it just keeps going and going. And, you know, you get 15 strong people doing that, then boom, you, you've got, you cover a lot of territory. Minnesota Pork Board will be honoring its former executive director, Dave Preisler, with its Distinguished Service Award. During the Minnesota Pork Congress, Jay Moore of New Fashion Pork will be recognized as the Environmental Steward of the Year. Aaron Hoffman of Swartz Farms is the Swine Manager of the Year. The MPB Family of the Year is the Anderson Family of Belgrade. And the Pork Promote of the Year is Nancy Hovell of Goodhue County. Minnesota Pork Congress will be held February 13th and 14th in Mankato. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota State University hosting their 98th annual Little International Livestock Show at Shepherd Arena in Fargo, February the 10th. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Tyler Donaldson has more. I'm joined by this year's NDSU Little International Manager, Kel Helmuth. Can you share with us what's on this year's schedule for the Little Eye Livestock Show? And also, what are you most excited about? So the morning show is going to start at 8 a.m. and the night show is at 5. In the night show, there's a big grand entry with each coach and the contestants and everything. This year, we have five species that are being showcased. So there's dairy heifers, beef heifers, sheep, swine, and then goats for a second time. It's just kind of an atmosphere in Shepherd. Everyone's excitement, the clean chips, the streamers in the ceiling, the bright lights, all the clean animals and everyone's having a good time showing and just the kind of the competition in there too it's, it's just exciting this is your first time managing a little eye show how has the experience been for you so far kind of in my family a little bit so my dad went to ndsu and he was a little eye manager in the 90s and my cousin went to ndsu and he was a little eye manager about 10 years ago and last year i was assistant manager and so i kind of helped train me up to be manager this year but yeah, it's been something, it's a lot of work, but I think it's, it's going to be rewarding when we get to a show day. What are some of the benefits or awards for students that participate in livestock shows like Little Eye? I think the, the students involved get to partake in just being around at the livestock barns and working with their animals, just, especially if they haven't had a lot of livestock experience. It's a good way to help them experience that. And there's also a public speaking and a hand carrying contest along with it. So there's also just some other ways. Kids build leadership skills and just a way to be involved and give them something to do for the month of January and February when it's so cold and kind of dreary on campus.
Can you share with us a little bit of what makes livestock shows like Little Eye so important to both the university and the ag community? A big part of Little Eye is we honor an agriculturist of the year. So it's someone in North Dakota that's made an impact in agriculture just throughout their lifetime. And so we honor them at Little Eye, and there's also a banquet Friday night for them. This year's egg of the year is Larry Schnell. So we're going to honor him. So that's a big part of it. It's kind of someone in the state that has been really involved in agriculture, and especially on, like, on the animal husbandry side of things. That was the manager for NDSU's 98th annual Little International Livestock Show, Kel Helmuth. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Checking markets before we leave you this morning. We're seeing wheat to Minneapolis 1 to 2 lower. The winter wheats are 5 to 6 lower. Corn down 3 to 4. And soybeans right now 9 to 10 cents lower. On the farm calendar, a lot of things going on. Again, the uh, cattle con, uh, cattle industry convention continues in Orlando. The uh, National Hard Spring Wheat Show in Williston today. That gets underway at 8 o'clock this morning at the uh, Grand Williston Hotel and Conference Center. Also coming up uh, today, I believe, yes, it is, Bean uh, Bean Con, the uh, Global Dry Bean Conference. That is in Cancun, Mexico. Design your succession plan for farmers and ranchers in Lemoore and in Underwood. That is today as well. Well, thanks for joining us. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.